Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is a podcast called 25 Whistles Talking Football. And they all wear a whistle, yeah, it's stupid. But what did you expect? It's a podcast called 25 Whistles. Whistles presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with the code Bobby Sports because life is more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Avoid where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. I'm here to say that Bobby Petrino is offensive coordinator at Arkansas and it's wild. Wow. It's wild. Blow the whistle. <laughs> I got two updates. There's an extra episode this week because I just got two freaking updates I got to talk about. One is this thing and it's not when I started to see other outlets covering it and being like, holy crap, I was like, okay, it's just not a personal thing. We can really talk about it on this show. And the second thing is the, the bears and the bet I made that I said I was going to make that I think people didn't think I was going to make. You did it. So, <sighs> and they almost blew it, but whatever. We'll get to that too. I'm glad everybody's here. Why don't we start with the bet? So, if you're new to this program. Oh, I like that. The classic program. I like to at least have a bit of authenticity with this is how much I'm betting. Here's some of my picks. This is what I did to lose or to win. Kevin tells me the game's up. Boom. And I got the information, and it turns out that I had a really bad weekend last weekend. <laughs> turns out. <laughs> I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was as bad as it right, was. Right. It was bad. You have a feeling when it's not going well. Yeah, but then I just stopped feeling. He even texted me, it's a bad weekend. Yeah, it's a bad weekend. <laughs> so this is pre that Bears game. Over the weekend, NCAA football, I lost $4,990. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's a gut punch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that sucked. What else you want me to say? So, I was like, I got to... Question, question. I got to get back into this. Yeah. You tell the wife about that? Oh, yeah. She, she knows I'm super... No, no, no. When you have a bad weekend, do you say, like, yeah, I had a rough weekend? Yeah, but she didn't care. She knows if there's one thing that I'm going to do, it's be responsible with freaking money. Okay. You're labeling this as responsible? Yeah. It's like if you were losing a quarter. (laughs) I know. And you say that, dude. And when I drive home, I'm like, God, stupid. Oh, I I thought I made good money. (laughs) I think it's all relative, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's all all relative. So, no, no, that's not. I I, I I also see if I'm starting to be like, oh, like I stopped playing poker because I was getting too obsessed. Yeah. So, 
no. And I told her, I was like, I need the Bears to win. I bet $5,000 on it. She was like, are they any good? I was like, no. She was like, why'd you bet them? <laughs> why are we watching this game? So, okay, so I was down basically $5,435 oh. going into that game. So I bet $5,000 on the Bears plus three. Which is a wacky bet. Which is crazy because the Bears just suck. Yeah. <laughs> and Dobbs has been on a roll. He's been on okay. I would say a roll. He no, had, I mean, yeah, they blew the last game before they, that game. He had a big entrance. Oh, he don't need the playbook. So all that press makes you see. So he played pretty good. A roll, though. I don't know if I put it in there. <laughs> okay. So this is what's up. I go. I say on this show, it's going to be my last bet if I lose of the year. It's about over anyway. I really, Which I didn't believe you when you said that. Anyway. I really enjoy betting college football way more than NFL. Right. I don't bet as much NFL. I do some. I, I feel like I'm not near as good at betting the NFL or at least feeling like I'm as knowledgeable about what's happening. Please. So <laughs> I'm like, let's just give it a run. If it's over, it's over. I bet $5,000 on the Bears plus three <laughs> to win $4,937, something like that. Game starts. Justin Fields is on fire to start the game. They drive down the field. He's like six for six. He's making plays. He's sliding. It is perfect. Uh, fourth down, boom, stalled. Hmm. Field goal on the first drive. Correct. That they missed, I think. Whatever it was, I didn't, it didn't feel that good because I felt like they were driving all the way down. Yeah. Well, then it just turns into a dog crap of a game where nobody's doing anything. I was betting punts. Were you making money? Nope. I think we got more turnovers than punts. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I'm feeling pretty good at one point in the game when it's like nine to three, maybe. So the Bears are up, or maybe six to three. Six to three. The I think point spread's messing up my mind here. The Bears are up, and if the Vikings take a field goal, I I mean, I'm, I don't remember. I just remember they fumbled twice and I almost cried. They were up 9-3 to three in driving when you texted me. Okay. Is that what it was? Yeah. And they had plus three because they had... Then they kicked a field goal. Regardless, if the Vikings would have scored again, it would have been over for me. Yeah. Correct. And, and Justin Fields fumbled twice to try to give it to them. Yeah, back to back. And my butt was puckered. But I never cashed out. I kept sending Eddie from way early on. I was like, cash out? And what did I say? Every time, yes. You know the answer to this Every question. time, yes. <laughs> But I hit it, and so right now, as it stands, um, I'm not down near as much. I've total wagered this year seventy nine thousand dollars, and I'm down about a thousand bucks. It's pretty good, man. That's entertaining, right there. Oh yeah, much time I spent watching games just because yep. I'm like dialed in because of the hundred bucks I've bet. So I mean, we got you watching Tulane and UTSA, dude. Like, let's go, baby. Good job. So okay, that's the first thing. <laughs> Want to get that out of the way. The second thing is Bobby Petrino, who is the greatest Razorback football coach of my lifetime. He won, the last two years before he left, he won 10 games and 11 games. Mm. He had a game away from the national championship. People forget that because we're a little old Arkansas. We'll do a commercial, then I'm going to tell you what the deal oh, is. Here, oh, we got to wait? Okay, Ooh, all right. Here we are. I mean, I can't believe it. We're already this deep into the NFL season. You got to make every second count. Draft King Sportsbook can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets by betting five on any matchup. 
You know I love DraftKings Sportsbook, and you can get on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now. Use the code BOBBYSPORTS. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for just betting 5 bucks on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The code is Bobby Sports. Put that in, please. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I start seeing some little pops online. What, Arkansas talked to Bobby Petrino as the offensive coordinator? Now, Bobby Petrino wasn't loved by the people he was close to there, but I'm not close to him. Who cares? Right, you're just a fan. It's like an artist who sings good songs. Sure. You're not asking. You're me not on the road. You're not Absolutely. his roadie. You're not. He's not throwing whiskey at me. <laughs> he's not throwing his guitar at you. Yeah, so <laughs> makes good songs. That's right. Like win games. <laughs> so the legend has it, and the internet, 
That's the legend. And he was fired. So, but some of this stuff's going to be a little, a little muddly. There was this woman there. He's having an affair with her. At Arkansas? Mm-hmm. He hires her to do a job, but he was already apparently having the affair, allegedly having the affair before he hired her. He also gave her a gift of like $20,000. Like uh, a cash gift, uh, for a car. Got it. She was also engaged to like one of the volleyball coaches at the University of Arkansas. So he's doing his deal, whatever that deal is. I'm not going to judge. Yeah, a little bit I will, but <laughs> it ends up getting found out where he got into real trouble wasn't the affair. Coaches have affairs all the time. Sometimes you hear about it, sometimes they get pushed under, but he, he was paying somebody. He hired somebody he was having sex with. Oh. Can't do that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's a word for that. Yes. So the word is bad. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> so they have to fire him. Now, what's happening before that is he's out on a motorcycle. Remember the press conference where he comes in a neck brace and his face is all eat up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll never forget that. So they fire him. He still does the press conference. But he comes in and he's like road rash on his face, neck brace. He's like, uh, apparently wrecked the motorcycle. Had to call the cops. The cops came. She was with him. Had to put her in the report. Nothing they could do. That's how it was found out. He wrecks the motorcycle. He's eat up. He's in a neck brace. I'm sad. This is what you call rock bottom. Yeah, it's tough. So, myth has it. On the internet, it says, unconfirmed, allegedly. Oh, man. it's a lot of mm. legal terms there. Maybe the motorcycle accident didn't happen. It was staged. Mm-mm. Or maybe it wasn't near as bad. And possibly the fiance beat the crap out of him. Oh. oh. They never find the motorcycle? Like they did. Okay. The rumor is. Allegedly. Possibly. <laughs> that that could have happened. Okay. Hmm. The guy ended up quitting the day after oh, he was fired. It's a whole dramatic deal. But I, I'm so happy he's back. He's learned. Oh, people can be rehabilitated. Absolutely. How does the community feel, though? The Arkansas We're pumped. Community? We just want to win. Okay. okay. We don't care. Win games. I don't care if you graduate a freaking player. Don't graduate a player. Pay them all. <laughs> just wow. win, baby. We're oh, all wow, committing wow. crimes. Keep them under. I just want to win. <laughs> like, I, know, I don't even care if we win a title. And you have to take the banner down in five years. I know you're being funny. Like No, no. Only partially. Partially being funny. But this is these are conversations that real programs have. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's go. Like, do we really care, guys? So what's know. interesting is, you know, he leaves Arkansas for a while and does some coaching stuff. He goes up to Missouri State. Almost beats us. He comes into Arkansas a couple years ago. Almost beat us. Goes over to, he's going to be the UNLV offensive coordinator. But before that job even starts, Jimbo Fisher hires him at Texas A&M. Mm. The issue at Texas A&M is, and their offense was a little better, but Jimbo Fisher's an offensive guy. And Petrino really was just the offensive coordinator, wasn't really the play caller. So as much as their offense improved a little bit, obviously Jimbo still got fired. But he wasn't really able to run the offense. Now, I don't know Bob Petrino's an offensive coordinator. All I know was a head coach. And he's doing some shady stuff too back in the day. Who was it? Exactly. He's Who was bad it? at covering it up. Come on. But it's so exciting to me. Who hires him? Like, who does the hiring? Hunter Yurichek. And the big deal, he's the AD. The big deal was he got fired for cause, and there, you can't rehire somebody when you fired them for cause. Oh. 
and they had to like overrule a law or something. They did. It's wow. awesome. Wow. Because nope. we need to, we don't we want to win. What about the KJ Jefferson stuff? Because I'm I reading don't know more about, about it now, that. So yeah, I, I literally just I've been in meetings for like the past two hours. I saw nothing about him doing anything. KJ Jefferson's our quarterback. I have not even opened Twitter. Can you tell me what the deal is? Yeah, so what I'm seeing is there are reports that he's expected to leave to enter transfer portal, enter the transfer portal. Okay. But now he posted, I just saw like an hour ago or so, on his Instagram, I haven't made a decision yet. Well, Arkansas's got a new NIL called Arkansas Edge now that they're bringing in that's like four more million bucks a year. Cool. So that's what's going to make the difference. Can they pay him more money? He makes a really good living now. Yeah. He does good. And then some people are saying it's because they're bringing in Petrino, but I don't know about all that. KJ Jefferson's not really Petrino's type of quarterback, but KJ Jefferson's a good quarterback, and that's Petrino's type of quarterback. I don't know that KJ Jefferson is one of those guys that does a lot of multi-checks at the line, mm-hmm. but he's extremely athletic. Bright guy, but he's not up there trying to dissect a defense with his mind. Sure. He's up there figuring out how to run through them or how to get the ball to somebody quickly. If he stays great, if he leaves, I won't like that, but I won't be that upset because I'm just now going to trust this process. And by the way, this process, it's one year. If they don't win next year, everybody's gone from up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows that. It's awesome. I can't wait. I'm excited again. I went from being like, this sucks. Life sucks. Hey, <laughs> football. Let's go. Time machine. I did message Bobby Petrino. Who you I DM'd him? Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't know him because... I only started to have a little bit of uh, presence within the program in the past like seven or eight years when I started A, having a bit more notoriety and B, having a bit more money because I would just be like, I got money. Let me donate it. I want to be part of this. And so I never knew him. I never met him. And I went on Twitter because I tagged him in something. I was like, all hell, Bobby Petrino, mm. national championship next year. Partially kidding, but not really. <laughs> and I saw he followed me on Twitter right after you posted that. No, I went over to, I went, yeah, but he didn't follow me after that. I actually, as soon as I posted, I went over to his page real quick mm-hmm. and I, it said he follows you. Oh, so he must've, I mean, he could have been following you for a while then. Oh yeah. I, I'm assuming he was, Wow. but I don't think he posts a lot. So I messaged him 13 hours ago. It's sent, but not seen yet. I guess he's probably got a lot of DMs to go through, right? Yeah. But, but I mean, but not from you. Am I a jockstrap sniffer because I messaged him immediately? <laughs> I was like, glad to see you back, Coach. Hit me up if you need anything. Uh, maybe in town in a few weeks if you're around. Here's my cell phone number. What do you think he needs? A friend. From <laughs> Understanding. Support. <laughs> okay, Dude, okay. I can't wait. I can't. It's crazy. It's like if Bill Belichick was going to go be offensive coordinator for somebody. To you. That's what he is. He is that big to He's you. He's our greatest coach. He's the greatest coach of my lifetime. Again, we had 10 and 2, 11 and 1 seasons with him. We were in the national top five, top seven. It was crazy. Yeah. And the only reason it stopped is because he had road rash in his face. Mm-hmm. Neck brace. Hey, whatever he does his own time, Pulled long chain hurting kids or dogs, have at it, buddy. I'm with you on that. <laughs> so I am excited. As ex- long as we're winning. I am excited. <laughs> Woo! Anyway, so those are the two updates I wanted to get on here today. It's pretty good. Um, is there? We'll do another show coming up later in the week. Is there anything you guys would like to say, Kevin? This transfer portal is wild. Season hasn't even fully ended yet, and, and getting these, and wilder. And these players are just like Will Howard from K State. Mm-hmm. He's leaving our guy, our team. So here's another thing that's happening too with 
the portal. Obviously, there's a lot of poaching where people are calling going, hey, we'd love to have you. Or they're going through people. But there's also like a dark money NIL that's happening, which is you can pay anybody anything to do anything. Oh, you do sign doing this here. Have, have $25,000 doing this. Oh, you're going to stay at the program. Okay. Our collective will pay you a million dollars, whatever it is. But now the dark money NILs are. Okay. We're going to give you a $250,000 deal, but only one twenty five is going to be taxable. That they know about the other one twenty five will be cash <laughs> mm-hmm. because these players are having to deal with taxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're like partially dark money NIL. Deals. It's like going on a game show, man. Like, yeah, it's cool. You win a car, but then you got to pay on that. It just makes me wonder, like, how long these players have been brewing this during the season. Oh, if, dude, I'd be brewing it every game. That's crazy to me that you're able to play with your team and be committed to your team, quote unquote, and you enter the portal three days after it's the a, season. It's a business decision. That's I all know. it is. It's just wild. Yeah, but they're also kids, though. Like, how responsible are they? Exactly. Like, That's awesome. Right. I wouldn't, I'd be thinking about money all the time. Sure. Especially if you're a kid that comes from no money. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was doing my last contract here, it was on my mind every day for like seven months. And we just got it wrapped up like a month and a half ago. Every day. Because was, I was just thinking about, or somebody was, or I was having a conversation with, or as, it, uh, uh, every day. Now imagine if you're 19 and other people are chirping at you too. Does it take the pressure off of like draft and your next move you know where like back in the day you know yeah you made some money under the table or whatever but i mean your big money was getting drafted in the nfl and playing in the nfl here you're like oh i can make some good money now because i might not get drafted it keeps people in college a bit longer yeah if they're making equal or more than they would if they were a sixth seventh round pick or uh usfa yeah ufsa unrestricted free agent Unrest- yeah, whatever. Oh, I thought you were talking about USFL or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that. go, My letters may not have been right. There you go. So, yes, and not only that, like a guy like KJ Jefferson would probably have gone out for the draft and been a fifth-round pick and made 800000 bucks a year, which is a great amount of money. However, he could probably make a million three. Mm-hmm. That 1% of players could probably make a million, a million yeah. three. If they go at a quarterback, especially. And potentially build his draft stock and be a higher and pick And do that year, as well. Right. right? Yes. So, and, and what's cool though, too, on the positive side of it is that I think a lot of these scouts, like we'll have John Middlecoff on later in the week, who was an NFL scout, has his own show now. He had to go and just kind of assume what players would do once they got rich. Like, okay, this is what they're like. They're going to be first, second round picks. Oh God, are they going to go crazy when they get money? Yeah. They, now they're getting money already and you can kind of see the decisions they're making already mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. without real help. So I think that's good for the next level because you're not going to have a lot of guys going to the first, second round that are paid millions of dollars and all of a sudden they're like, I'm ready, I'm going to go crazy, let's go. It's like uh, going to college after you're homeschooled. You kind of wouldn't know. You're yeah. homeschooled forever, but now you're going to go away and go to college? You're going to go eight bass. You're going to go, yes. Now. <laughs> I'm in college, baby. Let's say you go to college. Let's say you go to homeschool for up to grade 10, but 11th, 12th grade, you're like, I'm going to go to a private or public school and be around other kids and that's a little bit of an integration to understand how, what it's going to be like when you sure. go off. Mm-hmm. So I love it. I like, watched that new Beckham that uh, yeah. series you, you like watched, it? right? Yeah, yeah. I just watched one episode, but just talking about this, he talks about how when he was younger, his first like major deal, he would get the paid on Friday and it was all spent by Sunday, which is wild. Mm-hmm. So these kids are probably doing the same thing. He was 19 or 18 at the time. For sure. 
It'd be awesome. How can you not? I wish I'd have been an athlete now instead of back then, because back then I didn't make any money. You would have made more now? Nah, I still make zero. <laughs> <laughs> have you all watched the Barry documentary? On, yes. Uh, have you watched that? Is yeah, that I watched it last weekend. Okay. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. It's about Barry Sanders. No. And I think it's, it's always on Netflix or Hulu? Uh, Hulu, I believe. I keep seeing it, you know, pop up when I'm sliding on shows or whatever, and I'm like, ooh, I want to watch that. But my wife doesn't want to watch that with me, so I got to get my own time to do that. Yeah, it's Hulu. It's you, why have, he, you haven't seen it. I have not. It's why he retired early. Like, he finally talks about it. Because the lines are like a disaster. I'm not going to get into it. No spoilers. Nice. Spoiler. We like nice. that. No spoilers. Like Good job, Kevin. <laughs> we have a new episode of Too Much Access up with the BYU volleyball team. I'm surprised. I'm surprised at how passionate people are for this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's a more passionate. Obviously, there aren't as many volleyball fans as football fans. Just a numbers game. Mm-hmm. But maybe the, the volleyball fans are just so so much more passionate. Yeah. But it's crazy. People are like, you got to do this school. It's like, we did volleyball because it was kind of funny, <laughs> and we were there. But also, Heather Olmstead, like, I don't often say this, but she's like a G. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Like, I was ready to suit up yeah. and sit the bench. Yeah. And I don't want to sit the bench. Right. But just to be under her leadership. So it's our sit-down with BYU women's head volleyball coach, Heather Olmstead. She Co- played it. Coach, as you wanted to call her. Yeah, I don't want to call her Heather. She's like, right. everybody calls me Heather. I'm like, I, I can't do that. Yeah, it's weird. I must respect you. <laughs> yeah. She played at Utah State from 98, 2001, was on the U.S. professional team, 2002, 2003. The tournament's this week. So BYU is the four seed heading into NCAA D1 women's tournament this week. Their first game is Friday night against Weber State at 9 p.m. Eastern. Let's go. Yeah, follow the team's Twitter account, at BYU Volleyball, to keep up with the tournament. Is this... Tournament like basketball where they do Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? It, yeah. And they, I mean, you look it up and the brackets look the exact same. But I mean, they take the week off and they go again. And then and they, they go it. again the following weekend? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Well, let's go. I'm, I'm rooting for them. I mean, you got Arkansas in there too. Are you? They're a three seed. Are you torn at no, all? No, I'm Arkansas always. Okay. But I, I, they're on the same side, I don't think. I think they're on different sides. So hopefully, maybe they meet each other at the end. They're on different sides. Yeah. When does Arkansas play? They play Friday at 7 o'clock our time. Who are they playing? Uh, Stephen F. Austin, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You. you torn? Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm, I went to San Houston State. Oh, Stephen F. Austin was my, uh, our, that was our rival. Same dude. Oh, so you're a big Razorback guy this week. Yeah, dude, that was the Battle of the Pines, man. Battle of the Pines. That's why I looked at that was like Eminem and Marshall Matters. No, no. They just changed their name. Yeah, it was like P. Diddy and Puff Daddy. What's wrong with you guys? All right, here's Coach Heather Olmstead. Before you walked in, Coach, Eddie and I were talking, and we were debating on what to call you because I said, no, we have to call her Coach. And then Eddie said, no, why don't we just call her by her first name? Her name's Heather. I'm like, no, let's I, just call her Heather. I hear you, but it's a... Res- well, she po- right. Okay. I, I hear you, but, like but I feel like you're doing a job that is very respectful. You're also a very successful person at that job that I said, hey, let's call her Coach... Coach Olmstead at first, and then if she's like, no, call me Heather, then I probably still won't, but at least we know. Yeah, I, I hear you. I got players that are the same way. And Do some of your players call you Heather? All my players call me Heather. But That's there's crazy. some players that call me Coach, especially younger players that are good at recruiting, and some of it's culturally, uh, in their culture, it's respectful. So I, I, I let it fly, because if that's what they're comfortable with calling me Coach, then it's kind of endearing, so... Is that purposeful? Is it for the culture that you have with your team? Well, I started coaching at 23, and so 
everyone called me Heather. I was an assistant coach all the way up till 2015 here at BYU. So it felt weird all of a sudden in 2015 to say, no, 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 call me coach. Yeah, all of a sudden. Because, you know, when you're an assistant, it's, and I was young, I was almost their same age. So I'm okay with Heather. And so since you were here and it stayed, the name had to stay. Yeah. My, I hate the name Bobby Bones. It's, <laughs> And because it's not my real name. My so what do we call my, my you? My name's Bobby. Well, no, Coach Bobby. <laughs> but my name's Bobby. But when I was 17 or 18, they were like, your name's Bobby Bones. And everywhere I went was connected to the last place. I couldn't shake it because okay. everybody knew it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to call you Coach because I think that's okay. what you really want. Right. But he also, Coach, he also can't call his father-in-law dad or. Oh, I don't, I, I've never called him a name. He just period. says, hey. Yeah, never. Because <laughs> hey. I didn't know what to call him. Do I say Bill do I say pops? Okay. Do I say, I don't know. So I just decided way early on I was calling him nothing. Okay. I make eye contact and then speak. And, and I've been married for a couple years now. Okay. And never Still one time. Strong, now it's a running joke. Yeah. Okay. I've never said his name. Okay. So question one, is that bizarre? Uh, I think you might have some issues. I think I do too. <laughs> yes. Definitely, definitely coach. That is correct. We all do, so it's okay. Is there a, like a, a text thread of all the really elite coaches? Do you guys, like... Like Saban's on there. Right. Uh, I'm very close. My, I have a family member, Patty Gasso, is family to me. She runs the softball coach at Oklahoma. Okay. You, I put you in this category because you guys are the elite of the elite. So what do you guys talk about in this text thread that you're going to say you don't, you don't have? I mean, that would be worth a lot of money if we could get that going. Um, there is no text thread. Mm. But I, if there were, I'd love to be on it. I'd love to just learn and listen and soak up all I could. So basically, I have to go stalk Saban on Twitter and on YouTube and steal all his quotes and then repeat it to my team. And I usually give him credit though. Our coach is pretty receptive to you going, Hey, I'd like to come in and understand the culture of, it doesn't matter what program it is, but if you ask, if you were to reach out to, you can insert any, absolutely. They are, they'd let you come in. So I spent a week uh, with Danny Ainge just recently back in February and he immediately offered up jazz practices and meetings. Um, I haven't taken him up on it. I will in the off season for us. Things like that happen all the time. Um, coaches in different sports are open to letting their gyms or courts, whatever, be open to, to other coaches learning. So especially in volleyball, I think it's a good culture of, hey, I want to come learn. Is there a good time? And, and people open up their gyms. It's incredible. And we're open as well. People uh, that I talk to know if they want to come learn and I can help. Mentoring has always been something that's interested me since a young age. My dad was a coach. And so I've been drawn to mentors older coaches, people much wiser than me has always been an interest. And as I unfortunately get older and the kids stay the same age, the mentorship for me to be mentors to my players or other coaches in the community has been exciting for me. Has your dad been a big part of mentoring you or at least introducing you to other people that he Absolutely. thinks? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. The legend, Kathy Gregory at UCSB, um, a Carl McGowan, who, who's here at BYU and his son, Chris, um, my dad has been an integral part, Karch Karai, who he coached in high school at Santa Barbara High, all sorts of mentors from all different areas of the game that have been really influential in what I've done as a coach and uh, here at BYU. If you were to get on the court now, because obviously you were on the U.S. professional team too, but if you got on and let's say you put on a wig and you're like, hey, this is our new player, Cindy, would you dominate today? BYU? You know, I hate to lose, so I think I would, I would hold my own. I don't know if I'd dominate but I would, I would fire up everyone else on the court to play better so they wouldn't notice how bad I was. They would all rise up, and I would just try not to stick out. 
What were you guaranteed. like as a pl- what were you like as a player? I was feisty. Were you the goon? Did you go fight the other team? Like what were you? You'd have to ask my teammates that, but I just grew up in a competitive family. There's six girls, one boy. Uh, I have a twin sister. We always had each other to to play with and to compete with. Um, we grew up playing sand volleyball, so I love the competition aspect of anything that you're doing and trying to be the very best you can while learning as much as you can. So I was feisty. Um, I was probably I probably got in some players' faces. I, I tried to keep it on our own side, but I I just wanted our group to be the best we could be, and um, whoever you were playing, it really didn't matter. I love the underdog role, and I think that suits us at BYU. We're I think in general our sporting teams are underdogs, and for sure. Our, our volleyball team. I don't know if other people feel that way out they in the don't, community. They don't because you guys dominate. So I can't. <laughs> I can't pull as that. As soon as you got into yeah. underdog, I was like, "That's just not true." You've been in the t- you've been ranked for like a hundred million weeks but in now, a row. Now we're we're we got this new path that we're trying to blaze, and so we 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 can we got to find our way through the Big Twelve as a you know a university and no, still not really. Okay, no, sorry. it's just not convincing. You can though. say okay, all that. Sorry, <laughs> but you have a you have a real culture of winning. You were the first coach to hit the hundred Division One. You're it. You're like you're her okay. when it comes to coaching okay. her. So the underdog thing doesn't really okay. float anymore. All right. So how do you do this? Because it equally as hard to keep a team motivated that's winning yeah. and to continue winning because you can obviously, as they say, rest on your laurels at times. How do you keep your girls fired up? Oh gosh, that's such a good question. I think it's it's that intrinsic motivation that we want to recruit in players. They they come to BYU to be high performing academically, spiritually, athletically, personally, socially, that's the type of young woman that we get in our program and, and our staff is as well. So that's already going to be intrinsically in them. And we, we, as you're saying, just need to continue to find areas to challenge them for them to be challenged where they can get better in this, this or that, or, hey, you're doing really well in this area. Let's let's keep, we want them to play to their strengths. We don't want them to always look at what they're not doing well. So this is what your strengths are. You know, it's it's like all the greatest in, in any aspect. They, they know what their strengths are. LeBron, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan. And then they still work on their weaknesses on the side, but they're not obsessed with those because they are who they are because of their strengths. And that's what we want our team to recognize and to get excited about those and then dabble in some of their weaknesses in their spare time. I have mid-knowledge of volleyball. Okay. I would say I know more okay. than somebody that's okay. average and it's like they hit the ball okay like i know what a lever is okay oh what is Good. that it's they wear a different jersey why because they're the one that goes in and digs it out of the ground okay is that somewhat Close, accurate yeah. there is a dig i've heard of that no it digs yeah. but that's not the same but oh. that's like their job to play defense kind of yeah libero in italian means free so oh, they're not free libero libero okay. libero libero i say libero okay. i call them bros because it's a little tougher like you're a bro Let's go dig some balls. Ooh, nice. and, so and that's their job, right? They come in and out of the game freely, and they don't cost us a substitution. So nobody's—they're tracking them, but you only get 15 subs. So when someone comes in and out of the match, you track it as a sub. They go in and out like just mad women, just like, and nobody counts them. They can just go in and out as much as they want. And can they stand wherever they want? They can't go to the front row, and they can't jump and spike it. So does that mean libertos are shorter? It, it typically means their expertise is going to be in passing and defending. And so that leads to smaller players that are quicker that can read the game. Just somewhat naturally, it happens as they progress, as they start to specialize in, in positions. But it doesn't mean you can't have a 5'9", 5'10", 5'11", libero. And in fact, if they're long and they have length, we all would want six-foot liberos because you can extend more. Volleyball is a game that's extended. Whether you set or spike or you dig, 
your limbs are being extended. Very rarely is the ball going to come right to you. It's like, oh, here it is. You've got to play extended. So we would, we would like them to be taller, but um, the taller players end up going into hitting or setting or blocking, and you end up getting smaller liberos. What's the position that's the real bulldog? The libero, it, yeah, for sure. It seems like it. They're, they're feisty. They have to be loud. They have to communicate well. They're um, usually the, the, the key cornerstone to your defense and your passing, and, and that can really set up your defense as far as, hey, we're going to serve and we're going to defend behind you and our block's going to be up there. Uh, I think setters are also some bulldogs. They're like the quarterback, you know, football. I do know football, okay. and I know volleyball a little bit. So when you say setter, I, So what position I, would you be? Um, I would probably – I'd be the killer. The killer? That's not yeah. outside position. hitter. That's the, the, the outside, hitter. outside hitter. You killer. can't jump. You can't jump. And I'd have like 100 kills a game. I just love that they call it kills. But you can't jump. Sure I can. I can jump. How tall is that net? 7'4". <laughs> yeah, I can't jump it's that It's not seven, a pickleball four. net. I can't yeah, jump but that I'm sorry. Yeah, the men's net is even higher. But 7'4". We, we don't care about the men's net. Yeah, we just... We are here. We play That's on right. We're here to... That's right. Women's volleyball. Yes, women's volleyball. How do you market this team... And I would imagine every team is different to just the student body and to the, the, the community to come and watch and support. Oh, Cougar Nation is unbelievable. I mean, we've had back-to-back over 3,000. You know, we're playing these back-to-back matches right now uh, a couple times where I, I think just our, our players, the excitement, the way that they play the game, you know, winning always breeds interest in, in the community coming out. But our women are just – people of caliber that'll be go out and interact with the players with the young young girls with whatever people are interested in volleyball and I think BYU does a great job just getting get people excited about what BYU is doing heading into the Big 12 and the opportunities we have to be we're already in the nation you know on BYU TV was great but now we're on ESPN plus and yeah. we're getting out there with football and I think it's good so I think volleyball is an exciting sport um I don't know if you saw one of the most recent volleyball games on Sunday had like 1.6 million people watching it, you know, between Nebraska and Minnesota. And that's legit. Yeah, the 1. Nebraska, the, the football stadium one. Even That I, was unreal. And I watched that too. 92,000 plus. So which, cool. And it's cool for them, but it's also cool for the sport. Absolutely. Because one, that was one of the head stories, just period of all sports yeah. that day. It's like, look at... Uh, you know, Lincoln, Nebraska, they're yeah. showing up for their volleyball team, which they do anyway. They have a, you know, they're very passionate about the yeah. team. And they did the walk. It was just anytime you can get anything in front of a bunch of eyeballs, yep. like that's a win. And so, and I had a buddy who played the show afterward, like the music part of it. Uh, any, when you do big events here, like what, what's the goal here? Do you get to do something special? Do you play only here? Will you get out and, you know, uh, on top of the mountain? Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, well, we, I and, don't in the snow? Even rac- in tennis in racket shoes. In tennis racket shoes, though, <laughs> that they walk up and down. Um, you know, I think that's a good question. I think my players asked after they saw the football, and I think basketball did an exhibition, too, after that, Iowa, maybe. If we were going to play in the Marriott Center where men's basketball, we were like, no. We because? like We just love the coziness of the Smithfield House, and we love the fans filling it up. And I think the bigger you get, if you could guarantee me that we could fill it up, sure. And it's not that... I'm afraid of that. It's just the Smithfield House brings such a special, unique feeling to the community and to our team. I told them no, but I think they got mad because I think they think I didn't have belief that we could fill it up, and I think we could. Isn't the Smithfield House pretty big though? Uh, it's it's five thousand plus. But isn't that that's pretty big? I mean, for, isn't that for a volleyball? Yeah, but arena? what if we could get ten? No, no, no. I hear you. Yeah. I, no, I was just looking at pictures of the, it. Just it looks bigger than other schools that I've seen their volleyball. Um, it just depends on where you're looking. The Midwest has got great crowds going right now. 
So just volleyball is growing as a sport. It's it's popular, and we're getting some professional leagues, a couple popping up, which is important. In because, Yeah, we're getting – we have Athletes Unlimited, and we have some other professional organizations. I think there'll be two in 24, which is huge for our players to know they can finish their careers, and they can stay in the States. They don't have to go overseas yeah. to go play. I had friends that as soon as they finished playing, they had to go – to every European yeah. country. Yeah. European countries, I don't even know existed. Was that volleyball? Blue Gladina, yeah. Oh, so you do know volleyball? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I thought you were switching sports on me, but you're No, I'm not volleyball. completely an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm kind of an idiot, but not okay. completely an idiot. I like that. Yeah. We have we have a couple of players playing. Uh, Heather Nighting's playing in Turkey. Alexa Gray's playing in Turkey. Um, Ronnie Jones Perry's playing in Brazil. So we have some BYU players playing foreign. When you finished, did you play overseas? I at played all? in Croatia. Ooh. So loved it. What was that like? Amazing. Cold? No, it was uh, it was amazing. I, I lived in Rijeka, which is on the coast. It's and I'm a beach girl. I'm from Santa Barbara, so I'm drawn to the beach and just outdoor. Uh, and that's why I love Utah. So Croatia was amazing. I've been back many times. I love it. I thought she was going to say that's why I love you, and then she said, Tall. "Are you Croatian?" Really? No, I just thought she was enjoying the interview. She's like, "That's why I love you." Oh, the whole no. thing. Tall. No. Uh, did you start no. playing beach volleyball? I grew up on yeah, playing sand. My dad took us to the beaches, and we played on East Beach, where all great legends have grew up. And um, that's my first love is sand, and um, had to play indoor. And but I love indoor. What was the transition from sand to court? Well, it wasn't really a transition. You grew up playing both, so it mm-hmm. never felt like a transition. But I like sand because I like to be in control of the game, and it's two people, and you get to touch the ball way more. So I love just owning it and being able to just really develop all your skills, passing, setting, hitting, and then you get on a court of six and the ball like hardly comes to you. You're like, and then you're a libero and nobody serves you. So what's exactly. the point of the libero? Mm-hmm. They exactly. avoid the libero. So next time you watch a game, <laughs> yeah. see how many times the libero actually passes the ball? It's like, what are we doing? They're not even serving them. What would you credit as the key to your winning culture? You're specifically. Yeah, our players, 100%. Yeah, but you're giving, but the players aren't playing. They are. No, no, they no. Touch. No, you're not let me finish. <laughs> the players aren't playing until one you decide they can play, and that's, that's based true. on a couple of things. Their abilities, how hard they work, their attitudes, and that's instilled to them by you. Yeah. So what? what is fundamentally what's important to you and and you would credit just the winning too? Yeah, I think you know, you got to have the horses. And so we like to identify players that can come play at a high level that are high-performing. So we want them to be high-performing individuals mentally, physically, emotionally. What, what do you want to accomplish? Because this is not easy to play Division One volleyball anywhere in the country, let alone at BYU where the expectations are high, the standards are high. We have um, standards that we believe you're, you should show up every day with and we're going to hold you to them. So I think holding people to those standards, um, showing them the blueprint, this is what we can accomplish. And I mean, my brother hired me in 2011. He was the head coach. He's now the men's head coach. Um, here? Yeah. Your brother was yeah. the head coach here? Yeah. He, yeah, he, he hired me here in 2011. And then he became the men's head coach in 2015 and I became the women's head coach. But I believed in the vision of the players and athletes that we were getting and being able to win a national championship. And in three years, 2014, we got to the finals and we played in the national championships and lost. And then four years later in 18, we went to another final four. So we're due for another final four. So that's what we're working towards. But I think the players, my staff, the administration, everyone working towards, um, you know, just being the best you can be, whether that national championship comes or not, we're excited about the journey of becoming and what our young women could become through hardships, adversities, highs and lows, winning, losing. It's about 
what are they going to become after this? And are they going to be CEOs, business owners, mothers? You know, what are you going to do with your life and how can we help you be really good at that? And oh, by the way, let's get really good at volleyball while you're here. And they've been able to do that. How tall are you? Five nine. How tall is your brother? He's six one. So but you guys aren't huge. No, he was a libero here. He won two national championships with really? BYU. But why are you the better coach? Oh, no, he's really good. Nah, I've been looking at some stuff. We you know, know you, Coach. Yeah, we've been looking we at some stuff, him. Coach. He, Young, hey, 100 wins, quicker than anybody. I, yeah, you're not going to pull one over on us. He so. got, it was, it was 200. So you keep miss, miss saying oh, No, I stopped reading notes in okay. 1997, <laughs> okay. so I quit. I'm just then. kidding yeah. you. He, he went to the finals in 14, and I haven't got there yet. So, um, you know, and he's got a couple national championships. So he's he's for sure the better coach, better athlete. Yeah, debatable. So you ever been hit in the face hard? Yeah, Ooh. many times. So hard in the good. nose where your eyes are all watery? Yeah, it doesn't And do you check good. yourself out? Or is that embarrassing? Like, because, listen, if I got hit and I was playing ball, even even baseball, if I got hit, I was yeah. like, nothing, I'm going to walk first. But inside, I was like, oh, God, please get me like, out of here. Do you act like nothing happened? Yeah, I would just be like, that didn't hurt. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's it hurts. If you take it off the nose directly, it's your eyes, you're not going to be able to see because it just, just your whole face feels swollen and hurts. If it's off the side, you can manage it much better like I'm good. Does it black your I'm eyes good. if you hit you in the nose? The nose, yeah, you get a little bit just... You can't see because your eyes are watering because it hurts. But if it gets you somewhere else, you can usually move on from that. But, uh, you know, we're a lot more aware of, of the what it does to you to, to get hit in the face, point blank. It's, it's, it hurts, and our players can hit pretty hard. So, um, you know, we try, to, we try to make sure everyone's okay. I wouldn't like that. And we actually don't like that. Yeah, we, we, we want our players to we – tra- we train them to apologize to our opponents. I think it's, you know, it's something that – when you're younger, maybe you think it's cool if you six pack someone, but as you get older and you watch the professional leagues, they'll they'll put their hand up and say sorry right away away from the cross of net. And I think that's something that we could bring to our level, you know, in college, the respect and and knowing that no one's trying to intentionally hurt anybody. But you know that 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 doesn't feel good. But let's say you're Malvin a little bit. I'd be like, sorry, sucker. <laughs> it's hard to aim. Like there's a lot of things happening. The ball's moving from someone's passing platform to a setter to the air when you're jumping so to think that you can aim at someone maybe you're really good but i, I was you were <laughs> yeah. that, good. Yeah, I was it's, that good it just usually doesn't happen that way yeah i know i'm an elite athlete um whenever and i don't know the name of it and do you, like one person jumps and they fake it then oh, person jumps oh and that's they fake so cool it, yeah and then the third person why is that like a play that's, that's where you the, go like that's a three. good question i like your questions because they're they're i don't ever think of them because they're so basic oh boy um, oh boy that's not a compliment they're like super good at, at, what's the word elementary they're you know, that's so it. good this is, this is volleyball for dummies and i'm asking the questions okay go ahead no i actually like that because our setter does call plays you'll see them hold their jersey and they call a play with their hands and so if the gym's loud it's like football we have hand signals and you don't want the other team to know what you're running and so we have set plays and the players know what set what they're going to play run and so everyone has to jump as if they're getting set and then that way you hold the blockers on the opponent team. Does that make sense? Because they, if you didn't approach and act like you were, then they would the blockers would move to where the person was actually getting mm. set. So everybody has to jump and fake it. But now it's like I'm like getting better ideas with like what you guys are giving me some coaching ideas. Yeah, how to throw off defenses. Well, and so if they got to fake it, but it's only meant for that one. But person. But they don't know that they're not getting set. Everyone thinks they're getting the ball. Everyone expects to get the ball. On, she doesn't wait, on show your, on your side. Yeah, she doesn't show. She shows everyone what they're going to hit, but she doesn't tell them who she's going to set. So everyone Whoa. thinks they're getting the ball. So everyone's on high alert, 
And then once she reads the other team and what's going on and gets a feel for our pass, for instance, if we pass it way off the net, it's only going to go to one person because you can't set someone in the middle of the court. It needs to be a really good pass. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Wow. It makes me yeah. think, though, that if I were an NFL wide receiver and this happens a little bit now and they're like, give me the ball, I need the ball. Does that ever happen? Where, like, oh, yeah, all the time. Need, like, why am I not getting the ball? All the time. And then how do you manage that? Yeah, you talk about um, game plans and what we're trying to do. Are we wanting to overload? Are we wanting to exploit a certain blocker? We want to look at our matchups. Like, hey, we want to feed this person because of this matchup. I mean, there are matchups with the other teams. And so you talk to your team about what we're trying to do. And then it comes down usually to your ball control, where how good are you handling the ball, passing, defense. If your ball control is really good, you're going to have a lot of options. All right, final four questions. Four? Four. Okay. That's just a random number we pick. Just four. And we just commit to it. Um, If you deflate a volleyball a little bit or you inflate a volleyball a little bit, Mm -hmm. does that help and are there rules to stop an advantage? Yeah, Because you're both hitting it though, right? Yes, good question. The refs, um, I don't know, the refs check the pressure before every match. So you're... Yeah, the PSI, the refs have a little pump and they check it so you have to play it illegal. It's on the ball what illegal is. Um, but we do go to schools. We'll practice a day before and all their balls are flat. It's wild. We're like, are you really practicing with flat balls? So we, we bring our own pump and we pump them up. So the next day their balls are over pumped. Got them. What's the advantage if you both get to use the same ball? Um, or do you change balls based on whose serve it is? Um, I think there's some advantage. With you looked at me like that was the dumbest question basic <laughs> of all the questions. Question. No, questions. Because again, with different sports, um, you, they use a different there ball. Is, there is. So, you know, there's a lot about um, altitude, sea level. We don't talk about that. We just serve the ball, figure out how to get it to float in the court. But we're not going to spend too much time with you're at sea level, you're at altitude. Um, the ball's flatter, it's deflated. Like, just figure it out, get a feel for it. Um, but we like when we train for the balls to be at the PSI that they're supposed to be because that's what you're going to play at in a game. So there's really no reason that you're going to play. I don't know why teams like to play with flat balls. Like, that's a good question. Thank it you. hurts your arm. Hey, I'll take it that. Hurts your it's arm. basic. But Either you way. looked at me like I was an idiot. Then I got a good question at the it end of that question. It is a good question. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's a very good question. Eddie? Um, coach, so let's talk about travel. Yeah. So when I travel with my wife, I have to tell her all the time, we're going for one day. We don't need five pairs of shoes. Like, we don't need... What's the travel like with the girls? Like, is it you have to be like, guys, guys, no, you don't need extra bags. Like, we don't have enough room in the bus. No, they are so good with travel. They literally bring the exact amount of practice, sweats, matches. Like, you see no extra packing they because they have to carry their bags. Oh, like, no, that's thanks. the key. I should make my wife do that. It, well, it's that like is dude, a good idea. Dudes on the football team do the same thing. Like, you don't have to bring 19 pair of Jordans. Oh, yeah. You know, I think it's just college kids more than anything. Okay, yeah. No, you... You don't see that with our team. They pack their school books in their bags, and so they get a little heavy, too. And so they're pretty good at packing. We haven't had any problems with that. I mean, sometimes they maybe forget something. That's on the opposite <laughs> end. Do you have yeah. extra of everything? Um, no. Exactly. So it's, go home. It's a problem. Yeah, fly yeah. home. And you're like, it. well, it's your fault. Yes. Yeah, we usually have to go buy it, and the jerseys is the biggest thing. We have some extra jerseys. You have blood jerseys in case someone gets blood, so you have those. But we, we try to double-check our packing. But no, we do not have a over-packing issue with our team. I think it's just the basic, what do you need to practice? Match, sweats, get comfy, and travel to and from. And they look good. They, they got some swag. They look good. 
Final two questions. I say that every time just so you know where we okay. are. All well, right. also, we're a big fan of your head of communications here. And he keeps looking at his phone, so I feel like he's like, you got to go. Yeah. That's what we feel like. No, I, I blew off the whole day for he, you. No, he manages the a whole tight day. shit. Yeah. I thought you were coming to practice. We are. We are. We're okay. not going anywhere. Okay. Unless you're planning on hitting at us, and we, we're not. You, you, we could get you out there. Uh, I, we, you're you not going to six-pack us are you coach is that what it's called again that's what she said what is six pack? why would it be a six pack though if, if it's one in the it's face it's actually a good question like if you'd hit me it's in the another stomach good basic with it. question see <laughs> yeah. it's so educational that's a real question yeah what is it what is this why do you call it six, six pack? pack it's a good question you're not gonna answer it i'm gonna have to google it oh you don't know so you just say it without knowing what it means? no that's why i said it's a good question all right i'm googling it right here on this let's yeah do you know what it is yeah is it because there's six panels like on the on the volleyball six you're making you're making me look silly now. So I don't know. Let's see, six. You're six packing look, in volleyball. Pack. Maybe I made it. Maybe, maybe I made it up. Maybe it's a beach term. Just, maybe it's because people took it off their six pack on their stomach, and it's like uh, a beach that's term. What I thought I was like, don't hit me in my six pack. Okay, six pack in volleyball. What's a, the defensive player goes up for an attack block and gets a six pack smash into her face, and she can't make a clean block. Okay, we already knew that. <laughs> But what's the root of it? I need like the Latin origin yeah, of six yeah. pack. Take us back. Hmm, okay. All right. Examples on how. I'm done. I, I, I've lost interest in what it meant. <laughs> but okay. So here we are. What's the goal? Macro, micro, micro this season, macro next five years. Yeah, I think always to become the best we can be. How how good can this group be? We have seven matches left. How good can we be? that we know of and then we get to play in the postseason let's see how good this group can be with the seniors that are never going to play again we try to pump them up motivate them that way we have some fifth years we have some COVID kids that are having opportunities to play longer I'm motivating them by let's see how good we can become let's see if we can win you know championships what does that look like conference national what does that look like um, in the journey to become that think long term you know we want to get BYU's first women's national championship we're still searching for a, a woman head coach to win it I think it's going to happen in the next five years for sure but there's not been a if it's no woman coaches wow. won a national championship and if it's there's so many great women coaches out there like of course we want to we want to be one of the schools in contention I could name five right now that are in contention you know with women head coaches and it's going to happen in the next five years so that's important um I think it's important to see women coaching and for our women to see women in the sport that they can get into coaching if they want that they can you know um be great role models for other players if, if you love the sport and you want to continue in it so um just continuing to to bring in the best young women here to to go off into the world and, and contribute to society and be great examples of, of BYU and what what it can do for for people who's the best volleyball player ever women's Women's, that's yeah. a good question. Is Michael Jordan of volleyball, women's volleyball? That is a good question. Because I'm, I'm very fond of Karch Karai, and oh, he's in the say, men's so game. That would be cool. No, I, I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. accomplish very much. Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, you know, there's some there's some great Olympians. I'd say Logan Tom is one of the absolute greatest women players, and now Jordan Larson. She's still playing with our, na- our national team. She won, helped uh, Karch Karai and his staff win a gold medal in uh, just recently, and she's going to play in Paris in 24. Oh, so wow. Jordan Larson, look her up, and Logan Tom, really good. And I'm going to look up six-pack later. Yeah, and you're going to let me know. And know the name of that. Origin. Yeah, we're going to figure and that out. And if you guys, where, where do they play the national championship? Is it a tournament? It's in like, Florida. Okay, if you guys go to the national in championship December, game, we will be there. You're there? We will be there, because right. we we'll promise. I love it. Yeah. because if Is it just for clicks? Like no. for your own benefit? No, and let me say this. No, it is not. We have, first of all, we've not, we've done this show for like 11 different uh, 
Division One schools. Nice. We've only done football. Okay. We have like five or six million views. It's, it's slowly becoming something nice. that we didn't really expect it to be. Cool. Because I just wanted to go and talk to people that have and uh, maintain great cultures, winning cultures. Okay. And this is the first women's program that we've done. We're this is the first honored. volleyball program we've done. We've done. We've only done football. Wow. So it's not for clicks. So why are you branching into volleyball, women's volleyball? Because of who you well, are, yeah. honestly. Oh, coach. Okay. Because we, we look for people that, and this is not a joke. I know I've been joking. I'm the guy. <laughs> but we look for people that do it the right way, but also do it the right way. Like they win while doing it the right way. And there's only a few. There's only a few that we feel very passionate about talking with. We feel like if we didn't have microphones, we could learn a lot from. Mm-hmm. And so, and that is pretty... Uh, universal and you're respected like that, you know, amongst Thank you. a lot of the other coaches that I thought you were on a text thread with, which you weren't. No. And so that she question still might be though. Yeah, I know. I think it's like Fight Club. I agree. If you're on text thread, you don't talk don't about text thread. Snapchat. Can you imagine that way? Can you imagine Saban? like Saban's on Snapchat? <laughs> How do I use hey. this thing? It's just like his elbow. <laughs> How do I get this to go? That would be funny. Um, well, congr- thank you very much. Yeah, congratulations thank on you. everything. We, we the blue is sick. He's been talking about the blue since. I we can't got believe here. it. Just the color blue? Well, the deal is he's this. colorblind. Yeah, I'm, and I'm so severely blue is colorblind. the one color he can see. But no, red. Uh, and red. But the, the blue is a great blue. Like, I, if I went, we were talking to a coach, I won't say who, and he was like, I hate the color mm. that he has to coach. Mm. And that would be terrible. That would be to hard. have to wear it all the time. That would be hard. It's like, I hate the color. I'm a massive Arkansas Razorback <laughs> fan. Okay. I'm a donor. I'm a, you know, I'm a doctor. Well, he is a doctor. I'm a doctor. Of letters. Uh, it's uh, honorary. But um, I, I say honorary under my breath. Uh, are they pretty good? Do you know? They are. You? They are? They're very good. And the head coach is a former BYU guy, Jason Watson, so you might need to visit them, and his culture is amazing. I'm I won't. Saying. You're my team. You're my volleyball team. <laughs> I like it. And if you go and play Arkansas, we're going to be like, <laughs> they're, BYU. They're, we were like neck and neck top 10, and uh, I think they're still up there. They just beat uh, Florida and 3-0, so they're, they're cruising. I saw that. want to check them in the yeah, NCAA I, tournament. They're going to make crap. some waves. I don't give a crap about them. But here's the thing. If you're there, we're there. All right. All right. Coach, we really we respect what you've done so much. Thank it's you. It's awesome. And we're going to go and probably yeah. get six-packed a bunch in a minute. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty cool. Okay. Thanks for coming. We appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Thank yeah. you, Heather. You bet. No, not Heather. Well, what do you mean? Coach. Coach. After coach. this. You... Thank you, Coach Heather. No. God dang it. All right. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't me. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that's it. Thank you, guys. Check out Too Much Access. Follow us on socials at 25 Whistles. Um, We'll be back with John Middlecoff Friday. Scout does an awesome show uh, uh, called uh, Three and Out. So I was super pumped he came on the show. And I think that's it. Eddie, you got your glove on? I got my glove and the whistle, baby. All right. Thank you, guys. We're done. Out. See you guys next time. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.